Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here, and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows, all of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. This episode, episode number 48, is entitled, Freedom Must Be Cherished or Lost. Well, here we go again. One more time, July the 4th is about to roll around, our nation's birthday. What a great day. What an amazing nation. I know we've got lots of conflicts. I know we've had some really tumultuous years, but what a great experiment in liberty. This nation has been such a blessing to this world. I know it's popular in some circles these days to deride the idea of American exceptionalism. And I don't know. Maybe there is a problem with what might be termed American exceptionalism. Maybe there's a problem with the ism. Surely there's a problem if we think that this nation among all other nations is blessed by God that this nation among all other nations is the only one that God loves, that the only one God has used, surely, yeah, there's a problem there if we think that. But I think we have every reason to be proud of this nation. I think we have every reason to thank God for the good that has been accomplished for this world through this nation. And I know we've made many mistakes. I know there are a lot of things that we're not proud of, But I tell you, America is exceptional in so many ways. The way we were born and founded, our Constitution, the way that literally at least twice in the past century, if it had not been for this nation, the world would have descended into dictatorship, authoritarian rule, horrible misery. If it hadn't been for this nation, what would the world look like? And I submit to you, it would be a whole lot darker place. And so, yeah, we have a long way to go. There's a lot that could be improved, but I'm thankful for this nation. I know there are other good nations in the world. I know there are places where you could live and be proud of living there and proud of the good things that have happened. I know there are. I can imagine being grateful and proud of my citizenship in a number of countries. I really can. So many have such a rich history, so much to be proud of. I would not take away that from them at all. But I tell you what, I'm proud of this land. I'm proud of this nation. And I'm so thankful that although God loves all people of all nations, God has indeed used us in some very special ways to be a very special blessing in very, very many ways. And I don't know of a single nation I'd be willing to trade citizenship with I'm so thankful for this one. By the way, wasn't Queen Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee something to behold? It should have been. What an amazing lady. What an incredible monarch who's behaved for all of these generations, multiple generations, with distinguished behavior, with honor, with the right kind of regal bearing. She has served her citizens and really by extension this world so very well. I'm amazed at the depth of her selflessness and her wisdom. 
Even in the midst of some times when her own family was making it pretty hard on her, I've never seen her waver, and I'm so thankful for that. She's been a blessing, truly, to all of us. And for goodness sakes, if I was a British citizen, I would be so proud of that. I'm not all that dismayed to have some pretty serious English roots. I won't even claim a hyphen, but uh, I guess I'm kind of an English-American. I'm proud of our cousins across the pond for many, many of the things that they've done and the blessing that they've been. And so, yeah, celebrate that if you're one of her subjects. But I'm celebrating now because I'm a citizen of this great nation. And America, just look at a little bit of history and see what she's done to protect freedom, to value freedom, to help those whose freedom was being taken away by despots and dictators who were trying to enslave the world. Look what America has done. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so grateful. And so with all of its flaws, this is, in my opinion, an incredibly exceptional nation and one I would be willing, I hope, to die for. She deserves that. She's worth that. And so here comes July the 4th. Yeah, it's a time to reflect. It's a time to thank God for the good things that have been done. And yes, to ask for forgiveness for the areas in which we've fallen short. But it's a good time to celebrate and go on. And I pray for blessing in the years to come. I pray, as one of our leaders at church prayed recently, that God will raise up for us someone who is able to unite us, a leader of courage and character and integrity and wisdom who is able to unite us. We need such a leader so badly, and I pray that the Lord will help us in that regard. Christians of all nations have been told, first of all, that our citizenship is in God's kingdom. Our primary citizenship, our duty, is to our great king. But we've also been told to be the best citizens in the earthly kingdoms in which we find ourselves. And I pray that we take that responsibility seriously. And so I thank God that America has gone on this long, that America has been a blessing in so many ways this long. It will be a good time to celebrate. When I was a kid, Dad would take us in Amarillo to Dick Bivens Stadium, and they would shoot the fireworks off there. I remember when I was a little kid, I enjoyed it, but I was kind of getting tired, you know, because we had to wait for the sun to go down. I was getting a little sleepy anyway, and I love the fireworks, and I love the colors and all of that, but those that went up and you just saw a white flash, and then you didn't hear anything for a second, well, you knew there was going to be an incredible boom after those. I finally figured out that I should cover my ears in those situations, because I'll admit, they kind of scared me. But we had a good time. We really enjoyed it. We had ice cream and all of that stuff. And then when I grew up and we moved to Muleshoe, Texas, I discovered what a small town July 4th is like. I had no idea that the 4th of July could be so much fun. Parades and activities all day long, a lot of music, a lot of fun, and yes, hot dogs and ice cream and all of those things. And yes, some pretty amazing fireworks, even in a small town. And in a small town, it just seemed to me like a lot of the 4th of July activities came to life. I had no idea that they celebrated this way in small town America. We've got some pretty good stuff coming up this time around, and I'm looking forward to it. I've also got a new dog. I guess it's not really me. It's actually our son's dog. But me, I, we, he, those seem to be the pronouns right now. 
have a new dog. Great dog. I love the dog, but this is the first time he's been with us on July 4th, and I'm not exactly sure what he's going to think about fireworks, but I guess we'll find out. It's kind of a rough night for some of our canine friends, but it sure is a good time for a whole lot of us, and I'm thankful for that. Well, just a little bit of an ad and a very little bit of an ad. I hope you'll go over to my website, www.curtisshelburn.com, and check out what's available there. There's a lot of good stuff there. A lot of it's free, some of it's not, but it's very well-priced in my personal opinion. And among other things, you can find a whole lot of these podcasts there. You can also find a whole lot of my Focus on Faith columns there. Tons of stuff. And again, a whole lot of it's free. I'd love for you to go over there and take a look and see if you find anything there that interests you. I bet you do. www.curtisshelburne.com. Come take a look. See what you think. And now, let's focus on faith. Freedom. It is not a gift any government benevolently bestows upon its citizens. Freedom is the gift of God to everyone created in His image. It is a serious blessing to live in a land founded by those who believed that the responsibility of our nation's leaders was to recognize and protect the freedom that is already the birthright of those given life by their Creator. It's such a blessing to be able to celebrate on July 4th the birthday of a nation conceived in liberty. And whatever our national citizenship it is certainly worthwhile at any time for citizens of God's kingdom to spend some time reflecting upon the nature of genuine freedom. How important is freedom for Christians? So important that the Apostle Paul writes in Galatians 5.1, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Freedom carries with it both deep privilege and deep responsibility. If we twist it into license to be as selfish and self-centered as we can possibly be, how long will we as individuals, as families, as any group, as a nation, as God's church, still be truly free? Because it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, the apostle proceeds to issue a serious warning. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now, in this context, the Apostle Paul was warning the Galatians not to allow themselves to be misled by those who trusted in what they could do by human effort and thus boast about and be arrogant about, rather than humbly accepting what Christ had fully accomplished by divine strength and love. And then, what do you do? You praise Him and not yourself. And that's a needed warning still for all of us. Freedom is easily lost. Ironically, if we loudly claim our rights, all the while allowing most of our relationships to be ripped apart by our own selfishness, meanness, pettiness, if we allow ourselves to be enslaved by our own worst attitudes, addictions, and base instincts, we can yell and demand and whine continually about our freedom, even as we are the ones throwing it away. No one is free who chooses to live like a slave. It's true in our individual lives. 
It's certainly true in our marriages. I mean, if we're committed to each other, but most of all, we're committed to the one who has given both of us life, to the one who laid down his life for us, then we're going to be a lot more willing to lay down our lives and our wishes and our wills for the spouse to whom we've committed our life, because we've committed our life, first of all, to God. And so under that beautiful yoke, our freedom to be what he wants us to be, both as ourselves personally and in our marriage, our freedom flourishes. And as one wise person has written, we become taller when we bow. It's true in all of our relationships. It's certainly true in our citizenship in this land. If we scream as victims all of the time, if we're fussing all the time because I must have my rights, then the time will come when we all lose the freedom that we have to try to make this land a better land, to try to live together in a way that is a blessing. You don't have to look far back in our nation's history to see what happens when enmity and strife and victimhood and anger and all sorts of base impulses are allowed to explode. It was a hard enough time in 2020 with all of the COVID mess going on. And then we came to the summer and there's looting and there's burning and there are riots. And that was not a good time for America. And I don't care where you come on the political spectrum. That is completely indefensible. There is no way to defend that kind of behavior. It was absolutely, utterly wrong. And beneath any citizen of these United States, whatever his or her color, And then we go on, and lest we pat ourselves in any group on our backs, we get to January 6, 2021. It's hard to imagine a more appalling spectacle than that. It's hard to imagine something worse and further beneath us, and more wrong, uglier. It's hard to imagine something of which we should be more deeply ashamed. It was awful and it should never be allowed to happen again. And so we see what happens when we bow to our basest instincts. Freedom of speech is a wonderful thing, and I hope that we would be willing to die for those whose speech we absolutely disagreed with, but for their right to express their opinions peaceably, I hope we'd be willing to really endure a great deal of suffering for that right. It's one of the wonderful blessings that we have in this nation, and that we all have, But to descend in that kind of thing, I don't care where you find yourself on the political spectrum, there is no excuse for that. And there's no excuse for our leaders to make excuses for that. And so freedom is easily lost. And we need to bear that in mind. It is such a precious thing. As a Christian, I need to remember the price Christ paid for my freedom with his own blood. Whatever my earthly citizenship Whatever the nation in which I live, my highest citizenship by far is in Christ's kingdom. I can and should thank the Lord for all that is good and best about the earthly land in which I live, and wherever I live, in a land governed by those whose heritage is a love of freedom, or in a land governed by brutes and despots whose deepest fear is that citizens might speak truth and develop a taste for freedom, I should live to honor my king. Wherever I live, if I don't cherish and honor the giver of genuine freedom, 
I easily become enslaved by my own worst passions. And then, whatever else I am, the one thing I am truly not is free. So as July 4th approaches, what I ask can I say about my citizenship in America? Oh, my deepest allegiance is by far to Christ as the highest king. Still, I think it's very true to say that for me, a lifetime of love and devotion to America and all that is best about this grand experiment in self-government is not enough even to begin to pay back the debt of gratitude every citizen of this land owes. We don't have to be blind to our nation's flaws. We don't have to agree with the domestic or foreign policy of a particular administration of government or to have voted for this or that governor or president or particular politician to begin to pay back that debt. We just need to be immensely thankful to live in a land where the voices of the people are heard, even if we sometimes wish they spoke with deeper wisdom, and the loudest weren't so often the ones whose voices we should listen to the least. We're free not to acknowledge the gift of freedom. We're free not to appreciate it. We're free not to cherish it. We're free to be selfish and self-seeking, ignorant and arrogant, ungrateful and blind, even as we take advantage of what we don't appreciate. And at least as long as enough better people still love this land unselfishly, our nation will still be free. But we won't be. And the prison of our unhappiness will be one of our own making, and our slavery will be self-imposed. Freedom must be cherished or lost. Well, again, thank you for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? Sure would appreciate it. Have a great day.